0: You are listening to One Conversation. Hello and welcome to One Conversation, where the world is truly one, at least in conversation. This podcast celebrates diversity by exploring different realities and perspectives on a given topic or social issue through conversation. My name is Cecile Saidi, and in this episode, I celebrate with my family 15 years living in Australia as former refugees. Together, we explore our journey of moving from one land to another and making a home away from home. Joining me is my father, Riziki. Hello, Papa. Hello. Thank you for joining us. And my mother, Majemi. Hello, Mama. Hello. And my sister, Dada. How are you? Hi. And my two other siblings, um, Hadija and Hamedi. How are you? Hi. Hello. Now, in this conversation, we're talking about um, the journey of moving, you know, moving from one land to another and making a home away from home. Now, to give you a brief background, maybe I'll I'll give this to um, Papa and Mama, uh, that is my parents, um, to give, you know, to kind of explain why, how we came to be here in Australia in the first place.
1: Yes, uh, thank you for organizing this. Um, We came to Australia. That began when the war erupted in our country, Congo. Which is Congo? Congo DRC, because we have Congo Republic and and Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm -hmm. So that was in 1996. Then we left our country. We fled to Tanzania. Mm. Uh, We were in the camp for eight years. And there was so many things that um, maybe caused us to be here. Let's say one was where we were working um, in SGBV, that means gender-based violence uh, program. Uh, We were dealing with rape, domestic violence, uh, attempted rape, early marriage. Mm -hmm. So there were some issues people couldn't understand what we were doing, and they were trying to um, revenge, especially when there was a case and someone was jailed. So they thought we were just doing that purposely, but they couldn't understand that they were doing things that didn't respect the law, and that caused some revenge. And as I said, that was just part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have other issues um, according to um, where we came from. We had, uh, um, you know, tribes mm-hmm. issues. That was also part of the, um, the reason why we are, we are here today. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we were then accepted by UNCR to say we can leave that uh, camp and that was after eight years and uh, mm-hmm. we came to Australia. Maybe Mwajemi might have something to add on on this.
2: Mm. Uh, I think you have said almost everything. Um, When the war started in 1996, people uh, started killing each other because uh, it was a conflict. Um, There were so many issues concerning... uh, One of them was um, conflict between different tribes. So that was the biggest reason why we had to flee to Tanzania mm. when the war started.
0: And um, I, find it, I find it very interesting because uh, for our listeners, we have been now in Australia for 15 years. Mm. And um, so in, we are basically, I suppose, this year celebrating our 15th year anniversary here in Australia, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. Um, but what I have found... Surprisingly, is that, and and talking to Dada, you know, my sister and and my brothers and, 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 you know, just the family in general, we find that um, after 15 years, for me personally, I feel like my foundation has been laid in Australia. Mm. It's taken 15 years for me to feel like, okay, I'm actually Australian, Mm. although I'm African and and I do own that African within me, um, but it's taken 15 years to feel, you know, comfortable and at my age, uh, you know, the idea of moving from here, Australia, and going to start a life in a different land, you know, say even Africa, which is, which is home. Right. But I've lived, you know, most of my life here, not in Africa. That idea is, is scary. I don't know, you know, yeah. about you, Dada. It's, you know, it's quite yes. intimidating. And yet you came with the family, you yeah. know. Like, can you just give us, a, you know, an insight into that? Like, wh- what, it, what was that like, moving from one land to one another? Completely different culture, completely different languages with a family, not just alone, because, uh, you know, as an individual, you will be overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but you have a family, children to also um, uh, nurture. Actually,
2: it was not easy. Um, it is challenging, mm-hmm. but when you have children... And uh, you are responsible of supporting children you have. And also, um, you have to survive as well. And especially, uh, we came, we didn't know the country. And of course, the language was uh, another big, big deal. Uh, We needed to, to survive and to improve lives. We needed to learn English, mm. and not only we needed to learn English, but we needed to see our children uh, improve our focus and study. And all these, they needed courage and um, resilience, I can say. Mm, for sure. Without that, it's not an easy thing, I think, uh, I would say. It takes courage. Mm. But as people say it always, it's... uh, Many people think uh, think, um, there are some impossible things, but everything is possible. Mm. It only takes courage and resilience. Mm. And Mm. also connected to other people, especially the local people Mm. in Australia. You have to be connected to them you have to integrate with them, you have to integrate in different groups, so you learn the system, you learn the land, you learn people, and also you learn language. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's impossible to learn English at school. Not impossible, but it's hard mm-hmm. to remain only on English from school. My my improvement, personally, came from meeting people, mm. connecting myself to community groups, mm-hmm. to local people, friends, neighbours, and ask where I think I need to ask. Mm. That's and what I can say.
0: And I suppose, um, you know, just exploring what you've just said, uh, uh, with you as well, Papa, feel free mm. to jump in. Yeah. Um, so you moved here... Um, with your family, yeah. and you were basically the the leader of that family, so yeah. it was we, we all looked up to you, you know, yeah. for guidance and, and direction. And you left your families back yeah. in the camp or in Africa. Mm-hmm. And given that you know the African culture is a very community based culture, it's all about family. Because you know, with from my early memories with us in the camp, um, we we lived with, with papa's family, yep. right? So aunties, uncles everywhere, everyone is just everywhere, mm. right? Mm. And then you moved here away from that. Mm. Can you mm. just give us an insight into that? What was that like? Knowing I mean, that you, you now, you have to start, the support system is taken away from you, basically. Yeah. And you have to start over and you have children to look after. Can you give us an in- insight into that?
1: Yeah, I can say, um, you know, back in Africa, we didn't have, our elders didn't have that, um, history of writing books, mm. but I can say we are in, uh, we are a generation of refugees.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My father was a refugee, mm. and uh, we were born outside of our country. Right. And there we had, you know, when we eat, when we sit, um, you know, it's always talking about how to live in a country that is not your country. Right. Mm. So dad was talking about that a lot.
0: These were conversations you were having uh, yeah, with exactly, your Exactly, well.
1: exactly. Interesting. So they, they, they told us how to behave, mm. how to form that bond with, you know, um, mm. aboriginous people, mm-hmm. or, or I can say citizens of uh, the country. Mm-hmm. So from that, again, we moved back to our country, mm. the Congo, and then the war. Mm. Then we fled. But before... Dad was talking, this is the war. Don't think that you'll be back tomorrow or mm. next year. Be ready, prepare yourself. Mm. And that took us even time before leaving our country. I think we left when bombs were, you know, mm. dropping. Exploding, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dad was talking about that a lot. So what, that is one of the power that we had with us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then when we went to the camp, Yes, we were together. I have even my uncles, my my grandpa in the camp. And uh, we were having that support. So when we came here, first, we had that memory of how to live in a country that is not your country. Mm -hmm. Second, we understood that we are coming to a different area. Because where we were born, it was in Africa. Mm -hmm. We have similar culture Mm. of ways of living. Mm. So when we came here, we thought, this is completely different. Mm. So myself and your mother, we sat down and say, what do we do? We have children here. We have things that we don't need them to learn, and we have things that we need them to learn, but how can we do this? Mm. So that's where we came with that idea of having family meetings that was one way of doing that. Second, we thought, you know, how we were taught, you can't succeed without knowing the area. And you need to know the area from mm-hmm. the people in that area. Mm-hmm. So they will tell you where to enter and where to come out. So mm-hmm. you, you will know those you know, ways. Um, but if you try just to go alone, mm-hmm. you will not succeed. So that came to our mind also, we, did, we said, we need to put that in our, our plan. Mm-hmm. So we had friends, till now they're like our family mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 we meet, we eat dinner together, we share issues, we, we share plans, uh, how, how can we do this? Mm-hmm. And we come together, sit together, we discuss about that. You are right, we left our family back and sometimes that is really hard. To, uh, to go through, oh, yeah. because we were sometimes just calling to seek advice mm-hmm. or support, mm-hmm. even if they're they, were, they are not here, we, we're still calling them, say, mm-hmm. we are facing this, what do you think, and they will tell mm-hmm. us. But it's up to us to know how we use those information, mm-hmm. how we use um, those advices, because we are in a different environment, mm-hmm. and they don't understand where we are, mm-hmm. So we need to explain, even though they don't have that picture. Mm. So we need to know how we use that. Mm. And that's why sometimes we are affected when something happened back there, mm. it's like it's happening to us mm-hmm. and we, we, we struggle with that. Mm. So that's what I can say, that's how helped us really to to make this kind of life yeah. and to feel like we are home because we are friends, we have people mm. who mm. can support us in the community.
2: Maybe to add something on what um, your dad said. Mm. You know, when people come from their own country to a new land, it is totally different and very confusing. And uh, on, on top of that, yep. the, the language mm. is, you don't, we don't have language. Mm. So it's good to be connected first as a family. Mm. If we are not connected as a family, everything will be totally confusing. Mm. That's a very big point, and to remind people who are new arrivals. Mm. And also, I th- remember we sat together with my husband, discussing how we will manage this situation. is so confusing. Mm. We can't go back, but we have to accept. It, it, it's not bad. The country, we were very excited to to come to Australia, But only how to manage and how to make our children contributing to this country to be positive citizens. Mm. Then we said, I remember, I remember one thing when back home when I was a teenager with my parents. Mm. I remember my dad used to say, if you are going somewhere in your journey, Mm. if you don't know where you are going, at least remember where you came from. Mm Yeah. And that's, that's why uh, your dad said we used to call, even now, we oh. used to, we still connected to back home, our relatives. Mm. Because sometimes when we are confused, we're stuck, we don't know what to do, mm. remember where you came from. Yeah. Never forget that,
0: yeah. And um, I suppose, you know, for you, Dada, um, that is my sister, you were the eldest of, of, of us, the children. And, you know, um, when we talk, you say that you have faint memories of Congo. Mm-hmm. I have no memories of Congo. I only have memories of the camp. Um, and coming here, like, how, how, what was that experience for you like? Because you were 12, I think, when you came. Um, and I look at pictures of us when we were new, and you were, even in your dressing Um, you know your postures you were almost like an adult (laughs) Um, and I do remember um, when Ma and and, and Papa will be away you will look after us and all that Mm. how did you 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 know what was your experience in terms of you know looking after your siblings in a new land um, that is you know Australian but looking after your siblings who are African in the African culture what was that you know struggle Mm. not maybe not maybe not even a struggle but what was that experience like for you
3: it's uh, it's a completely different um, environment moving from a different culture mm. to a totally um, new environment and the culture as well mm. and as a child um, growing up in the refugee camp uh, you have a mix of mentality like you are somehow you're you're known to be a child, but also expected somehow to act like an adult. Mm-hmm. So when, when we migrated here to Australia as refugees, it was, um, it was rather challenging at school and at home, um, because at school you're expected to act like a child, as a child I was. Mm. And at home... Sometimes you're expected to act as an adult and look after the kids. Mom and dad would be would go away and mm. I'll have to look after you guys mm. and being <laughs> young and the Australian laws like oh you have to be sixteen to stay with the kids at mm. home mm. so that that was a bit challenging but <laughs> yeah. um, as uh, my our parents have stated earlier um Having those family meetings helped. Um, They helped for me to realize, okay, um, we have our own cultures and it's important to respect them. Mm. But also at the same time, try to balance with the law here and the new cultures. Um, So that was um, confusing as well, but... um, It was a a good challenge somehow. Mm -hmm. So like uh, Dad was saying, so integrating with the locals and getting to know their ways um, kind of gives you an idea of what to expect from their perspective Mm -hmm. and also not abandoning your own culture, so trying to balance that. But it's not easy when you're new to a place, especially uh, after leaving all my friends back home and having to make new
0: friends with all the challenges it's it's not easy yeah. but yeah it's interesting because i think now now i look back um mm. i think sometimes we take uh, papa and mama for granted yeah because growing up we always had you know people to fall back on because mm. you know mm. you deal with this, and we'll just yeah. live life yes. right um and so I, I my memories you know when i hear about your experiences. My my experience is very different. Mm. For me, it was an adventure, really, right? I mean, as a child, I didn't really uh, understand the significance of what was happening. Mm. Um, And so now that I'm 24, Mm. I I imagine, like, I don't know if, I don't know if, if I move alone to a different land. I know that I can, but it would be challenging, let alone having, you know, a partner, children. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that would, you know, that would, that that is just a different scope, right? Yeah, um,
3: I suppose for them they didn't have a choice.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
3: mm-hmm. W- when you have a choice, you can say, okay, I don't know, um, maybe this, maybe that. But when you don't have a choice, mm-hmm. right? Somehow mm-hmm. you you have to you have to make it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Find ways for survival. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I suppose um, you know, given that we're talking about building a home away from home, mm-hmm. so there are those who build a home away from home by choice, yes. as in like yeah. you know, yeah. so. Um, yeah. I don't know, international yeah. students, yeah. Ma- you know, skilled migrants, mm-hmm. and then there are those of us who, um, you know, circumstances forced us yes. to make a, a home away from yeah. home. Yeah. So th- that's interesting. I would ju- I would be interested. Um, Hadijah and Hemedi, who are uh, our younger siblings, hearing what Mum and 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 um, and Dad and and Dada, uh, our sister, has been saying. I'm, I'm curious to hear about your experience because you came very young, especially Hadija. You were, how old was Hadija? Three. Three yeah. years old, your whole life basically here. Can you give us an insight into what you feel that your journey has been like so far from your earliest memory to, to now?
1: Um, I guess what I can say is the experience is very different, um, mostly because for most of our lives, Early on, we, we just uh, lived with our family, so mm. I, the attachment. Um, I, I guess I can say, it really, just felt like an adventure. Mm. There was no, there was, there wasn't much recognition of we are moving because we have to, or mm. like the bigger factors were not so clear. It was just this is the life we live.
0: Mm. And it's interesting because Emedi, how old are you now?
2: I'm twenty-one. Twenty-one,
0: and Handijah? Eighteen. 18. So I'll I'll be interested to hear about your experience, Aditya, because you were only three. Give us an insight into your experiences um, in terms of, you know, what this journey has looked like or feels like uh, for you, given that you you came when you were very young, if you remember, at least. Uh, I guess for me, it's been finding a balance between being African and being Australian, but being away from Africa. Yeah, that's that's sort of been the most challenging thing because you go to school and you're taught one thing, and you come home and you act in a certain way. Mm, yeah, that's an interesting, yeah. an interesting balance mm. of culture there. Mm. Um, right. So, for those, um, for those who are, you know, about to make that journey, moving to a different land and studying, you know, a home, building a home from away from home. What advice would you give them? You know. So there, there are those who are about to so mm. say they're about to move to a different land by mm. choice or you know or not by choice mm. and then there are those who have already moved and they, they have not exactly laid their foundation but they're through mm. you know they're going through that mm. um, stage or that experience mm. what advice would you give them in terms of you know identity and also just you know being comfortable in their new home for me I
2: can say you can be a, a refugee or Migrant or uh, skilled, skilled migrant, or there are three types, I think. There are differences, but when you come to a new land, you're still new. Mm. What I would, I would advise is make sure you inter- integrate with the local community, especially for those who came as uh, refugees, because those who came as refugees, they don't have language. They cannot express themselves in English. Mm-hmm. It's different to those who came as a skilled migrant or international student. They mm-hmm. come already; they, they understand. Mm-hmm. What they want to learn is only the system or having friends or something. Mm-hmm. But a refugee, someone from a refugee background, come without any language. There are very few people who I can say come with English. Mm-hmm. So. In general, I can advise people to make sure they integrate themselves with the local people. The second thing I can advise is um, work hard. I mean, learn in any way you can. Not only expect learning from school because uh, when we first come, people are given few time, a few hours, and for after five years it expire mm. because some people. After five years, if you, for example, if you stopped, right. uh, you, you didn't finish your hours because of giving birth or staying at home. But remember, after five years, everything expired. Mm. Even if you continue and finish your hours after five years, it's still not enough.
0: Yeah, because it, for us, it's been 15 years. 15 yeah. and years. And I'm just, I In feel years, like I'm, you yeah. know, I've am I've, I've found yeah. my ground yeah. 15 years.
2: Mm. And for especially for us as parents... It is very, very difficult, but you have to work very hard. And also people remain in their local community, their community groups. Mm. It's not sub- very supportive. Mm. Um, I'm from Congo and we remain meeting ourselves or party, having part celebrations in our, our own community. I think it's better to um, adapt or to have um, to go and learn other community groups what they do. Mm -hmm. For example, we all come from African background, but we don't. We still have some differences in our our traditions, especially. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are Sierra Leone, or Liberian, Ghana, Burundi, Congo. So you see, the Burundi and Congo, those who speak Swahili, they want to be together. Mm-hmm. The Ghana, the, the Liberia, Sierra Leone, they want to be together. Mm-hmm. So I think it's give it it needs people to accept going to different communities and mm-hmm. learn what mm-hmm. they do and make friends. Mm-hmm. Because if a Ghana Ghanaian or Sierra Leone meet with a Congolese, they will have to speak English. Mm-hmm that's another good opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. That's what I can, I can say. And accept to challenge yourself. Because I, I know many people who came before back home, they were teachers. Mm-hmm. But arriving here is oh no, it's, we came here because of course, many people accepted to come to different country like Australia. Because of protecting children, because mm-hmm. the, the, our community value our children, because we 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 everywhere, everyone, every country. I think they they protect new generation, mm-hmm. but because we believe our children will be sub- very supportive to us when we c- we become older, then we. Put our efforts on protecting them. Mm -hmm. So many people say, "Oh, we came to Australia only to bring our children." It's no, it's too late maybe for us to learn. It's too late maybe to do this, but it's never too late.
0: And um, you mentioned um, both Papa and Mama. You mentioned that um, we, you know, you sat down when we first we were, you know, new here. You would sit down and have a conversation with each other about how you want to raise, you know, the family here and Mm -hmm. and all that. And then the family meetings came up. Why was it important that you maintain your African culture, although you are in a different land? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I wanted to go back to the first question um, Mm -hmm. to add a little bit what Majemi said. Mm -hmm. Um, When we come here, we are in a different um, groups, Mm -hmm. So... Let me uh, talk a little bit about our, our, our group as a refugee. Mm-hmm. People who left their country, uh, they were forced mm. to leave their country. Mm. And what they went through was not easy. It was mm. something really, I can say, um, mm. if I can call it horrible stuff mm. that we went through. And uh, when people was in the refugee camp, they went also in horrible things. Uh, that Some don't even share about that. Don't mm. talk about it. Mm. So coming here, we have that grief and loss mm. within us. Right, yes. People are traumatized. Mm. People behave in a way that you can't understand why someone can behave like that. Mm. So we went through a lot, and people don't seek support. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not their fault. They don't know where to seek support. Mm. And those kind of services... Mm. Um, We have them here, but people don't know. And sometimes people don't understand that they they were affected. Mm. They think they're okay, Mm. but that will affect their life. Mm. So that's one side. And the other thing that I can say, sometimes people get uh, confused. They don't know where to start. Might do this, stop. Move to another activity, stop. Because they're confused. Mm -hmm. They don't know they don't define their 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 life Mm -hmm. who they need to become Mm -hmm. how they need to live their lives here in australia that would be a big problem and you see people you know wandering around they don't know really what to do they don't understand the system and they are just confused they need that support Mm So when we come here, we have those orientation. It's not enough, mm. and when they give us those orientation, it's not at the right time.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. So
1: we struggle with that.
0: And just on that, when you say it's not at the right time, what, what do you mean by that?
1: I mean you just come from the airport. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go to the um, organization. They tell you here in Australia, I do this. This, it's I'm um, first tired. Mm-hmm. Second. The language is not my language. Mm-hmm. Despite giving me the interpreter, I'm still confused. I'm still mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not that mood mm-hmm. to understand what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. So wait when I'm, I'm really stable S- yeah. and settled, then tell me right. so that I can make a sense. I can, I can really understand what to do if something happened or according to my plan, what I can do. Because mm-hmm. you told me this, you told me that, mm-hmm. then I will make my plan.
0: Would you, would you say then, just to touch on that, when you're talking about plans, would yep. you say then, because from hearing you, yep. it seems that you, you first sat down decided, okay, this is who we want to be in this land. This is kind, the kind of home we want to you know, build, the kind of family. Yep. Do you, would you then say that it's for those who are, for, I suppose, um, on the perspective of those who are welcoming yep. you know, arrivals, new arrivals mm. or visitors, yep. especially you know, with the refugee background, for instance, would you say it's important to help them f- build that plan? Have that conversation before? I think
2: what, what Riziki said is a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, orientation at the beginning, mm-hmm. it's very important. Mm-hmm. But they should again do orientation after a few years.
3: Right. Or mm, well, even after like a few months.
2: Even after yeah. a year or six months, maybe they should restart again. Right. But those organizations who are receiving people, who receive people... I remember the orientation, um, the connection with people coming stopped after six months. Mm-hmm. So after six months, you don't have support from them. You're on your own. Yeah, they said that they believe we already show you uh, this organization and that and this and this. Mm-hmm. So you, after six months, you have to connect yourself. Mm-hmm. So remember when people come, they have, as Riziki said, they are traumatized. Mm-hmm. They are confused and the confusion also it's because they don't trust where they come
0: mm-hmm. mm. They're
2: new. It, yeah, they they are new I, I i never i never connect with these people before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do i trust them mm-hmm. are they
1: you know mm-hmm. and 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 that is part of where we came from we, we didn't trust authorities mm-hmm. uh, right, because we yeah. went through all those issues yeah. and we don't trust people mm-hmm. so we need to build that connection before we can start moving on mm-hmm. your question is is really good people when they come to this country they need really to sit down know their capacity mm-hmm. what they can do what they like to do or what they enjoy really because even I, even mm-hmm. if we give you a job that is mm-hmm. you know paying re, uh, you know good money mm-hmm. but if you don't enjoy that job, you're not going to last yeah. in that job. Yeah. But if you do something that you enjoy, mm. you will do the, you know, the best of yeah. yourself. So right. um, really people need to have that plan to understand what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Because some people, when they come here, first is about money. Mm. Right. What I mean money is how to look after their family right. and mm. the people that they left are behind. Mm-hmm. And they will really do their best to find a job and work. But they don't think about themselves first Mm. we are here we need to settle properly Mm. able to look after ourselves then we can look after the people Mm. that we left behind Mm -hmm. so in that uh, situation people totally forget about the plan in this life Mm. or here where they are and that's why sometimes we have even Problem in our families. We have domestic violence mm-hmm. because people are not stable. People don't um, decide together. They are not mm-hmm. on the same page. Saying this is what we agreed to do, mm-hmm. and this how we are doing it. Mm-hmm. So people will start having those uh, problems. And yeah. people, they you said about keeping our African culture. Yeah, that is something that keep us strong I think because when we 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 know from our culture this was no good. Leave it behind. And from Western culture, this is good, take it. Mm -hmm. So we we, we form that kind of combination that helps us to remain stronger. Mm -hmm. And that's why we keep our culture. We know when we raise our children in this way, and we add on top of that this, Mm -hmm. we are are going to have really a good family, Mm -hmm. strong people. Especially, you know where we came from, we need always, we need to have children that will be seen as not just as seen as good citizen. Mm-hmm. So that we feel proud of ourselves when we have children like that. Mm-hmm. But when we see children who are having problems with police, mm-hmm. problems in the community, mm-hmm. gambling, or doing all, all, all those stuff, mm-hmm. we are not feeling proud of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that that what one of our plan, what do we do? Mm-hmm. What do we learn to support our children? Because it's not easy we went through a lot Mm. what to learn what to leave behind Mm. because you know some of our children here think that they are free Mm -hmm. to do everything that they can Mm. so when we say okay you are free to use things that might help you in your future Mm -hmm. Mm. think about this Mm. you are not free to drink to fight to do but you are free to study to learn to develop yourself Mm -hmm. so think about that and see how you go and that helped us to really come up with a plan to support our children. And, but despite that, yeah. we went through also some challenges because language. Mm-hmm. We started from zero, I can say. Oh, yeah. And then coming to this level was something that even now we're still trying our best to improve, improve every day, trying to improve. And, mm-hmm. So having time to sit with teachers asking them questions, mm-hmm. ask, telling them our plan. Mm-hmm. We, we we were really helped. Mm-hmm. We were given some orientation, mm-hmm. and those orientation till now, I was still really thinking about my teacher. What they did was really very, very crucial to us.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so you, okay, yeah. so you're saying, because, um, you know, sometimes when I'm in an Uber, for instance, yep. and I would come across the, an Uber driver who is an international student or, yeah. you know, a migrant, a skilled migrant, Yeah. And they would express that they've been struggling, um, especially for international students, mm. struggling with um, getting support from, say, teachers or tutors and things like that. Mm. Um, because, you know, back home, a teacher is almost like a parent, mm. right, in in, our, in cultures such as ours. Yeah. Uh, and what you're saying there, that you presented, expressed your plan or your intentions yeah. to your teachers, mm. and that helped them help you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Right, yeah. so then you would say, uh, would, you, would you say that... Uh, For um, instance, this uh, Uber driver that I came across Mm. and he was, you know, experiencing um, difficulties in in getting help from, you know, from lecturers or tutors Mm. at school. Mm. Mm. Would you say if they go with that um, method, you know, even friends, just approach friends or organizations Mm. and present that this is my plan or this is this is what. I intend, mm. this is who I want to be, mm. can you help me? You think that will be effective?
1: Absolutely, because when you go, you ask questions. Yeah. This is what I think, mm. and this is what I'm doing. Mm. They, might, they might help you, or they might say, what was your experience before? Because mm. that will help them to understand how to help you. Mm-hmm. And then they will help you to put together your knowledge and your study, or maybe you are studying this, but this will not match with your knowledge. If you can do this, all those kind of information will help you to make a sense of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's how we were talking to our teacher. I said, this is my, my work. This is what I was doing. And now I'm studying this. And they thought, okay, once you finish this, what do you, what do you think you might do? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm thinking to do this. Said, no, that will not match with your... Right. So right. you can do this kind of career or mm. uh, study that will help you to move to your previous uh, job. So, so I suppose
0: yeah. that goes back to what you were saying, Ma, be proactive, mm-hmm. um, seek out help and, and, and be clear about what it is that you want to achieve and who you want to be. Yep. But also, I suppose, first having that conversation with if, if you're traveling alone uh, yourself, what it is, why you're traveling in the first place, if you are traveling by choice, mm. um, who you want to be and what kind of you know, home you want to build in that home yep. and then using that plan and that conversation that you have with yourself or with your family or your mm. partner, mm. then you seek out friends and neighbours and people mm, yeah. um, with that plan. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Mm, yeah. All right. That concludes part one of this conversation. The conversation, of course, continues in part two, which is the next episode. It has been a pleasure sharing with you our journey. I look forward to continuing this conversation with you in the next episode. If you have any feedback or comments or questions, please feel free to reach out or even better, join the conversation. We would love to have you on the show either to explore this topic further from a different perspective or to explore an entirely different topic. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn to join the conversation or to keep up with the conversation. You have been listening to One Conversation.